Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chris on Movies. And today, oh my goodness, I, I'm beyond excited because I, I got a very, 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 very special guest to come on the show. Um, this is something I've been looking forward to for just the past few days. But the the biggest thing that is, one of the biggest things that's happening on social media right now is just this rise of uh, awareness for this movie relatively new called The Velocipaster. And it is ridiculous. It is fantastic. It's amazing. So this uh, Reddit boards and, and Instagram posts and Twitter are all um, floating around the poster of this movie. And then uh, you need to see it. So I I bought it on iTunes. I think it's like $7.99 worth it worth every penny and you it's it's hard to put into words how funny this movie was uh to me and um that that's why I'm so excited to talk to Brendan Steer uh writer editor producer director of the Velocipaster uh and this was such a joy such a delight I I had such an amazing time speaking with him um that it it was just it it was such a great great discussion, so I want you guys to enjoy. Um, so get into it. So without further ado, uh, welcome to the podcast, Brennan Steer, director of the Velocipaster. Hello, <laughs> it is indeed me. <laughs> I am so excited to be bringing you on because so I, I think maybe like currently a lot of a lot of people are discovering this movie yeah. through like Instagram and Twitter, just social media in general. And I saw the post, the perfect movie doesn't exit. And then the poster, mm -hmm. I'm like, holy crap, I have to see what movie this is. <laughs> so, you know, as I, as I message you, I, I immediately bought it on iTunes. I'm Wonderful. Like, I'm not going to rent it for five bucks. I can own it for seven. Seven ninety nine. I'm like, that's better anyway. And Hell yeah! So bought it, watched it that night, and I've been telling everybody I know about this amazing movie. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't know if I have laughed so hard <laughs> as much as and and like alone, mind you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm alone at home, <laughs> losing it. And I'm like, oh, I yeah. wish. I wish there were people that could be flies on the wall just to be like, man, this guy's weird just cracking up at a movie alone. Because <laughs> I think universally that doesn't happen too often. You know, it happens to me a lot when I'm watching bad movies in my house alone. And <laughs> the the best solution I have discovered is to live tweet it. <laughs> because at the very least, it gives the illusion of other people being there. <laughs> But I, I know I know that moment of like cracking up on your own and just being like, huh, well, here I am. <laughs> like, you yeah. do that you do that half turn to look at the person that yep, would yep. be next to you and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's why, honestly, I feel like sometimes people think I'm like joking or, or, or like fishing for more viewers. That's why when people ask me to watch the Velocipaster, I'm like, watch it in a group. It's so <laughs> fun in a group. And like, it, it's, 
Yeah, like I said, I think sometimes people think I'm joking, but I really mean it. Like, it is a blast if you watch it in a group of people. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy about that. So, uh, can you can you give me a rundown of how the Velocipaster came from concept to execution? Um, just, just a little story of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, goodness, it's a, it's a, it goes a long way back. It goes back to like 2010, 2011. Um, I was a student in film school texting my friends about dinosaurs as one does. <laughs> and, uh, my phone auto-corrected Velociraptor to Veloci space pastor. This is true. And, and I looked down at the phone and I was just sort of like, well, that's a movie. <laughs> um, so, I, oh, um. I forgot to ask at the top of the show, am I allowed to curse? Is as, profanity okay? As much as you want. Awesome. Okay. I, just, I mark any episode explicit. That's all. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Just just double checking. Um, so anyway, I had a film school project coming up, and I made a short film version of it. Grindhouse had just come out. So the idea of making like a fake trailer that is the short film was still really novel to me, and I thought it would be a cool idea. Which you so, can actually see the trailer. Yeah. For anybody listening, you can see it on YouTube. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. It it is still up there from 2011. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's it's no feature film of the Velocipaster, but it's still it's still pretty funny. It is it is very it is very much its own thing, and it is very. I, I it's so funny because now when I look at it, the 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 feature version has superseded it in my imagination so much that like the original short i'm like oh right i did that <laughs> i i forget about it a lot so um but at the time uh i made the short and it it did pretty well online way better than any of my other videos were doing i was like i said i was still a student so um I thought that was super cool, and I tried to kickstart it, and it didn't work, so I moved on. <laughs> um, we tried to kickstart Velocipaster, Christ, three or four times, I think. Oh, wow. Um, it never worked. Uh, it, 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 I am not good at crowdfunding, apparently. <laughs> um, but anyway, a couple of years went past. I made another feature called Animosity, um, which did pretty well. And is a very dark, disturbing horror film. Very unlike Velocipaster. So in um, terms of tone, is it completely different? Could not be more different. It's They make a very awkward double feature. <laughs> <laughs> like It's sort of like, you know, kind of something along the lines of something like Antichrist or Last House on the Left. Okay, um, now it's got it, my attention. Cause... Yeah, it's more like that. It's, it's very dour. And I love that movie. I really like that film. But it's, you know, it's not a fun time. <laughs> so it was it was very funny because after Animosity did its thing, um, you know, feature two was being discussed in my brain. And I couldn't stop thinking of the goddamn Velocipaster. <laughs> so after a while, um, I just decided to 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 do that, to own up to it and that it was more artistically true to myself to make like the dumb dinosaur priest movie. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I did that I, I made the Velocipaster. So I think if, if someone were to watch this movie, you know, I, yeah. I go in and you know, the, the opening with, um, with 
uh, Father Doug, uh, giving the the conclusion to his message on like a Sunday morning. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, is this going to be intentional? Is this Uh what? What is the objective? (laughs) What is this movie's mission? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then two seconds after he sees his parents, I'm like, this is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I, that, that moment when it just says VFX car on fire (laughs) had me dying. Perfect. And (laughs) I knew I was in for a great evening. (laughs) And I could not be more excited. (laughs) Thank you. What's so funny about that is, um, the, the, you know, it's funny. We did plan to go back and shoot something for that. And don't get me wrong. It was going to look bad. <laughs> In my brain, I was like, you know, we can probably find, like, one of those car models that looks sort of like the vehicle they had. We can, like, put a firecracker in it. Like, some, some like, you know, uh, uh, popsicle stick figures inside. Oh, <laughs> like, it was supposed to be like that. But it's funny because... I noticed that every time I would screen it for a friend, like the opening five, ten minutes, it was consistently the first time everyone laughed. (laughs) And like the more the further I got into post, the more I was like, you know, it's such a perfect tone setter for the movie that like it tells you exactly what this movie is going to be. And yeah, the further I got along, the more I was like, I think that's just the gag is is to just have it not be there. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. I'm so happy that it's definitely the moment that people know whether they're in or not. And that is why I kept it in, because I thought it was I could not think of a more elegant way to communicate the next 70 minutes of your life. <laughs> so, well, yeah. my my, uh, my wife, who doesn't up. And not as often as I do appreciate these types of movies or, you know, anything that's just really, really stupid humor. Yeah. I told her about this and she's <laughs> laughing just at my description. I'm like, okay, you've got to see this movie with me now. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm showing just the first, you know, 60 seconds to everybody yeah. just so they can be like, Wait, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. The perfect reaction. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm I'm so happy. It's you're spreading it around. It's the only way it's uh, proliferating right now. So oh. I'm happy to hear that. I I hope that this just. I mean, it's almost immediately ascended to like hit cult status. Mm-hmm. Just the the title and the poster alone. Yeah. The the really. The really crazy thing about this last week or two for me has been I sort of realized we de-fictionalized ourselves. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be like an homage to cult movies and sort of a fake cult movie. And somewhere along the way, we just made a cult movie. <laughs> it, it, and it's just very funny that it, that it. Um, I mean, I'm so happy the way people have been embracing it. it it's the genuine adoration for it. I, I, it's, it's incredible. It, it's really humbling. One of the things that that I absolutely loved going through the entire movie, and I don't want to say too much because I right. don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. Uh, but there's there's so many elements that I saw and just laughed hysterically because I know uh, I'm ninety nine percent sure these were all intentional choices for humor, 
And I mean, there's the, there's the obvious difference with a movie like um, The Room, right? Oh, yes. Where that's just like, oh my god, that is horrible. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Velocipaster, which is just oh, I, hilarious. Is the only thing I can I can think of to describe it because it seriously had me laughing the whole time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's funny. I, I was trying to do like. I, I was really kind of scared to do a feature-length comedy, to be honest with you, because there is no genre that can fall. There's nothing worse than a bad comedy. <laughs> like, even even in the pantheon of bad movies, like all the bad movies we know and love, they're not ostensibly comedies. <laughs> like, The Room is a great example where it's just, it's a it's like a family drama, sort of. <laughs> And Who it knows what that is. Yeah. And it fails entirely at being a drama, but it succeeds in opening the door into this incredibly bizarre idiosyncratic worldview. And like that was what I wanted to tap into, really. Was was sort of like that joy of watching bad movies and how around seemingly every corner in a movie like that, you're just like, what the fuck are they doing? (laughs) Like, and that was what I wanted to capture that sort of like, you know, if you watch something by like Brian Trenchard Smith or, or some of the other Aussie filmmakers, it's just seemingly if you walk away for five minutes, you come back and you're like, where are we? (laughs) And that was exactly what I wanted to do. Like that kind of, almost everything's on the table. If this movie smash cuts and all of a sudden we're in a bunker in North Korea, it's like, yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) It's like, that's where I wanted to get to with it. (laughs) Well, just the fact I'm like, wait, 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 why are there now cocaines and ninjas? I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then (laughs) go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time watching it. And then out of nowhere, Father Doug has this power to grab this black <laughs> sword out of nowhere. Look, his ancestors <laughs> was really <laughs> was really powerful. I guess <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. And thank and you. Go go ahead with what you were going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, especially in the last week or two, a lot of people have been live tweeting it, and. My absolute favorite moment of following the live tweets when I do is there comes a moment, and it's usually about at Vietnam, <laughs> where they they stop trying to re- recap the movie and they just start tweeting out like nouns because <laughs> they can't keep up anymore. So it'll just be like uh, Christian cocaine ninjas and a picture. <laughs> and, like, that, that's my favorite part of the live tweets because because that's the moment you can tell that they actually just started watching and like were actually just could not keep up with the insanity being thrown at them. And I'm very proud of that. <laughs> well, when I, I when I showed my wife the trailer and, you know, it's like the Velocipaster, a priest. Mm-hmm. And then he's in bed with a girl. My heart's like, wait, what? I thought <laughs> <laughs> even the trailer had her confused, which was yep. so good. Yeah. Now, um, I forget the, um, was it Father Stewart, right? Yep. Yep. Father Stewart. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to assume some of these people you know and are friends of yours. Oh yeah, that's my dad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Father Stewart is played by my actual real life dad. Yeah. I don't know if the flashback to <laughs> Vietnam could have had me laughing any harder. It's the best part of the movie. Than when I saw him <laughs> and the, um, let's say the, the de-aging effect <laughs> used. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it sure is a, uh, Sure is an experience. <laughs> so, in, in yeah. it, real quick, in Velocipaster, we have priests mutation, mutating into dinosaurs, mm-hmm. pimps, prostitutes, Vietnam flashbacks, uh, ninjas, drug smuggling rings, and Christians, random telepathic powers, yep. and a prostitute who is also now just a karate ninja who can... <laughs> kick ass pretty well that is that just on paper i am in yeah i know right (laughs) i make no apologies for my work (laughs) i think that it it's uh it's you know i wanted to entertain so i threw in a lot of things i thought sounded entertaining (laughs) amazing yeah so let me This is going to be, this might be a little fun, and I hope it doesn't actually offend you. Mm. Some of the, uh, some of the ratings on IMDb and the reviews. (laughs) Yep, yep. I'm sure you've seen them, but I I have to read a couple of them here. Please, please. One, two stars out of ten. The Mm. title, horrible. Watch it now. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and you need to do yourself the best favor you'll give yourself all year and watch it now. No regrets. (laughs) Oh, thank you, two-star reviewer. That's at least a (laughs) three-star. But there's so many ten-star ratings. Yeah, yeah, there are. It's it's shocking, but then... Go ahead. Sorry, real quick. Then there's there's another... (laughs) There's another one here. The DVD cover is 100% misleading as to what you get in the movie. Very low budget. Intro for what it's worth. Rated X by an all-Christian jury. As it turns out, there is nothing X about this unless you think clergy shouldn't become semi-monsters and chase hookers. (laughs) The point... I'm skipping a lot here. The point of this mostly talking heads... Was to be funny or sardonic, but wasn't. Just dumb. Save time and fast forward. My my absolute... So I actually... I don't read the IMDb reviews a lot. Um, but I remember way back in the day, um, before we made the feature, uh, there was an IMDb page up there for the trailer. And um, there was a Turkish guy that reviewed it the trailer for Velocipaster, and he was just incensed he just hated it <laughs> this he, he this two three to four minutes of his life like really shook him to his core and i'll never forget that his review because it wasn't in great english of course because he's english is a second language but his review ended with why to make brendan steer why to make <laughs> And honestly, every once in a while, I still think about why to make. It's like he he accidentally wrote like philosophical poetry at the end of this review. And oh. uh, yeah, I'm very proud of that. 
Well, there's there's great reviews on here. Ten out of ten. Yes, there a are. True masterpiece that should be hung in a museum. <laughs> a high rating for a low budget mess. Ten out of ten. The pretty much all the rest of these are tens, eights, sevens, a lot of tens, and yeah. everybody loving it. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> this <Yeah>. this user. <laughs> Not so bad it's funny, just bad. Oh. There was n- wait, 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 this is the best. There was no attempt at realism. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> humor or logic, just some homemade dino and ninja costumes, which were apparently worn by some senior citizens judging by their Whoa. fighting skills. <laughs> Whoa. Oh man. That's great. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry I'm doing like celebrities <coughs> read mean tweets, but this no, it's perfect. I, the the thing I adore about this film is just that like honestly, you know, making it I knew it wasn't going to be a film for everybody, and it, it's it, bad reviews don't bother me for this film. They really don't. The only reviews of Velocipaster that genuinely get under my skin are if they're mediocre. Actually, mm. like if the person is sort of like. Yeah, you know, I saw it, and it was just kind of draggy and boring. Like, that that actually bugs me. But if somebody, like, writes a review and is like, this is the dumbest paper mache bullshit, it's like, I'm actually like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, sure was. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I do appreciate the reviews. I, I mean, like, honestly, this is a $35,000 movie from 2016 starring no one, you know? <laughs> like, it's it's really... Uh, uh, any view is, I, I consider, some sort of a victory. Is, and if they liked it, that's incredible. All the better. So, when, when I'm looking at iTunes, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, do I want to spend the extra $3 yeah. to have this permanently in my library? <laughs> and then I think, well, my dad has an Apple TV and he uses my account at his his, you know, vacation home and his regular home. Mm-hmm. And I thought, just him having to see this <laughs> when he opens it up is yep. worth the three bucks alone. <laughs> to, to get the inevitable text of uh Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And and he'll he'll text me all the time. Hey, can you give mom and me some suggestions to watch? Right, right. Like nothing brings me more joy than when you text me that. (laughs) And so he he says uh, he he texted me. You know, we're we're thinking about watching uh, Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Do you think mom and I would like it? I'm like, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. It's PG thirteen. Then he says, "What about the Velocipaster?" <laughs> and I'm like, it's hilarious. Yes. Watch <laughs> yeah. it. And apparently the title was too stupid for my mom. Oh, Ma. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Mom, watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, you, go you made this in 2016? Yeah, I did. So what has it been like in the past couple weeks as just seemingly this just whirlwind of attention? Yeah, um, it's... Not just for you, but for um, your family. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the actor's name. I can find it if I go back. That played yep. Father Doug. Mm-hmm. Gregory James Cohen is our star, and uh, Alyssa Kempinski plays Carol. Okay. And... Are, are they friends of yours as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're very close. They are probably the only two professional actors in the movie. Um, 
No, I'm wrong. There's always one or two that I forget, but there's certainly the two biggest roles that are professional actors. Um, and so I think they were a little more, uh, prepared slash stoked for this. <laughs> um, y- you know, it's funny. The, the, the film, the Velocipaster premiered in 2017 in Portland. Um, and you know, it did pretty okay. It, it like, it's been like a slowly building avalanche. So I must admit, it's not like this last week or two took me completely off guard. Because like sort of there have been little um, hills and valleys kind of thing of attention for it. <clears throat> and probably when it really kind of went viral the first time was last year, um, our distributor Wild Eye premiered the new poster, the one that has been shared everywhere and the synopsis and they announced the film and dropped the trailer um on the day before easter which just so happened to be 420 (laughs) and i i i give that some credit for its virality It, it went it went pretty big right there but when we had the reddit post last week uh it just went you know, to a completely different level. And it's been doing that. It's almost like every every four or five months, something happens with Velocipaster and more people find it. <laughs> so it, it's been incredible. It's like the same thing happened. We, we actually came out on DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming on August, sometime in the middle of August 2019. So it, it's been out a tiny bit, but... Uh, yeah, you you can't really predict these waves of attention. It's just sort of the vagaries of the internet, you know? Like, people either stumble across it, and there's no real rhyme or reason to why anything takes off. So I was not prepared prepared. I was in the middle of driving for Postmates when the Reddit post was made. <laughs> and uh, my buddy's husband texted me about it, and I immediately pulled over and jumped into the comments for an AMA because I was just like, oh, oh, it's go time. This is my job now. <laughs> and so it's been uh, it's been wild. dude. <laughs> uh, I, I was not expecting it to, you know, when I was making the film, I knew there was an audience for something like this. But in my wildest dreams, I didn't think it would reach an audience this big. So it's it's just fucking incredible, honestly. Well, there's there's even, you know, JoeBlow.com. Yeah, uh, a pretty big site even has their their segments awfully good, mm-hmm. and the Velocipaster was featured on there. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes, and I I love the line. Uh, let's see, the Velocipaster is worth checking out just based on the name alone. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The, the only thing I don't like about that article is they spoil. Uh, there's a picture of the full-bodied dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. The, the reveal of that was such a great payoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny, too, because there's something... There's something really weird about seeing it in motion. Like, like still images of the of the costume don't really do it justice. No, no Because it's all. like, when, when you see it hopping around, and it's... There's just something you know magical about it um to me at least i i i love 
the ending fight scene. And I love that it goes on for entirely too long just to really drive home the point that, like, yep, this is the costume. Well, I even thought, I'm like, how many ninjas are there? Because I thought there were only a couple, but he seems to be knocking out more and more. They just never end. (laughs) Yep, yep. I think we had, like, four or five ninjas on set. That sounds correct to me. So, yeah. Well, And, uh... That's what we did. So let me let me ask you if if you've seen the movie Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Shockingly, no. Really? No, I, I have not. I I've you know it's so funny. I've seen so many clips of it that by this point I feel like I have, and I I love everything I've seen from it, but I have actually never sat down and watched the whole movie. No. Oh my goodness, I I would I would highly advise you to do that simply because. It's got that same similar tone yeah. of this is what we're going for. Get on board or you're going to hate it. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was really important to me with this movie. Like, I, I really was like, as I said before, even on day one, I was like, this is not a movie for everybody. And we just got to <laughs> embrace what it is. We got to embrace that sort of like... Yeah, we're low budget. Fuck you, <laughs> and and just sort of run with it, and 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 sort of, you know, tap into the joy of that, of, of just sort of being like, like in 2016, a bunch of real, actual human adults stood in a circle and watched a fake dinosaur fight fake ninjas, <laughs> and like I don't know, there's something about that. Even when I see um, true bad movies, uh. There's always a moment where I'm like, a room full of adults let this happen. <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, yep, yeah, that, that's, that's what I wanted to tap into. That's part of the reason that I used um, a lot of punk songs in the score. Uh, because I thought there was something sort of philosophically similar about like garage rock and this movie. Because it's they're both kind of like, almost confrontational in their existence where they're kind of like, fuck you. I did it. (laughs) And I, I don't know. I I just thought something about that married well to Velocipaster. And it's also just fun. Like, Oh, I I loved the music. Yeah. Thank you. I I mean, yeah, it's great. I'm a huge, just punk rock metal. I'm a metal head, you know, mainly, (laughs) but I love punk rock so much. You too. It was yeah. just a nice change from the normal crappy pop that so I many movies taught. I agree. Well, and it was um, it was just a. Uh, it was also I included that music because there was this anime I saw um when I was younger that I really adored, uh called FLCL. Right. Um, have you ever seen it? No, I'm typing it in. Okay. Right now. It's incredible. It's only six episodes, six 30-minute episodes, so you can watch it all in one sitting. Um, And it's sort of like this really zany extended metaphor for sexual awakening, but... Well, you have me there. Yeah, (laughs) right? But the the director chose to score the series entirely with this Japanese alt-rock band called The Pillows. And they they sort of sound like plugged-in Weezer... Like they're they're really catchy, really upbeat punk music. Um, 
And when he was asked why he did that, he was like, I don't know. I just thought they were really good. <laughs> and the number one thing you remember about FLCL is the music. Like, I guarantee you all of those songs will find their way onto a playlist for you. <laughs> and I, I just really wanted to even you know, almost 20 years after it, it's still, when I watch it, FLCL feels really vital and alive and just sort of full of energy. And I attribute part of that to the the music. And so I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to have, like, a fucking soundtrack, you know? So, um, yeah. Perfect, by the way. And you did. You had a sound. It's, I loved it. Thank you. I loved the climax, the the way the music started for for that. Mm. Yeah. To say your movie's beautiful, I don't think is out of reach. <laughs> but I'll he, take it. <laughs> here's here's a snippet of the pillows. I mean, it's. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That makes more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very different. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe try um try Little Busters. That's probably a good one to check out. Okay. They have a song called Little Busters. Oh, there it is. I see it. Yep. I'll definitely add that to the list. It's it's three power chords and and. Very poor English version of the truth. <laughs> Isn't it took that me what about... all punk is? Three power exactly. chords? Exactly. It took me about 10 years of listening to Little Busters to realize most of the song is in English. <laughs> uh, homeboy's accent ain't, ain't the greatest, but <laughs> I'm sure the same is true when I sing in other languages too. So no no worries there. <laughs> so with with you being a filmmaker, Velocipastor under your belt... What are what are some of the movies that are your go-to favorites? You know, for for me, Usual Suspects is one that I can watch nearly at any given moment. Totally. So what for you are some of those ones where it's like, oh, this this is an easy one, that one, this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, uh Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about Pacific Rim that I feel like people don't get how utterly joyous that movie is. <laughs> um, I am a huge um, Neon Genesis Evangelion fan, and that is the closest we will ever get to an Evangelion live-action movie. And so, of course, all the love, all the love for it. Um, I, I think Screen Junkies, in their honest trailer for uh, Pacific Rim, describe it perfectly when they said... This is either the most awesome, stupidest movie of all time or the nope. stupidest, most awesome movie of all time. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just fucking fun. There's just something about it that I don't know. I don't even know how many times I've seen Pacific Rim, but I, I adore it every time. I mean, a robot um, picking up a boat and using yep. it as a bat on a ginormous monster. Yes. And it's just like it just rules <laughs> like, like there there's i mean guillermo del toro is a huge um influence on me i i adore that man's films and that is not his best movie but i think it might be my favorite <laughs> cuz it's sort of the most purely he they they just don't care if you're in or not they're like this is what we're doing 
this is how we're going to do it. Giant robots versus aliens are get on or get off. <laughs> and I, I think it's my one of my favorite movies of that of that sort of ilk. Um, I what, what is your to, to sidetrack here? What is your favorite yeah. Del Toro movie? Um, I would say that one's my favorite. I think his best is Pan's Labyrinth for sure. Hands down. Um, it's it's definitely his best movie, but I'm I'm also one of those people that that puts a big uh, I think there's a big difference between this movie is good and I like this movie, <laughs> sure. which is sort of why I'm I'm making that distinction. But I don't think Del Toro's really made a bad movie. I, I mean, like the closest you get is something, you know, Hellboy One is okay. It's not his best. Like, and like, even that is like a six or a seven out of 10 for me. It, it's not a bad film. It's just a little lesser. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of Crimson Peak. I see. I love Crimson Peak. And I feel like I'm the only human on earth that does. <laughs> so I get it. Trust me. I get it. So many people have tried to convince me that movie sucks. And I'm like, nah, dude. <laughs> this movie rips. <laughs> the house bleeds red clay. <laughs> um, and also, I just love that sort of gothic Victorian period. So for me, I'm just like, hell yeah. Tell me more about your gothic romance. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's not one of his best films. I, I yeah. Um, there's a 1977 Japanese film called Hausu or House. Um, it is absolutely in my top five favorite films. Uh, really? I yeah, it's it is a fucking trip. I've never seen a film more consistently visually inventive more consistently willing to just go for it. Um, I, I recommend it to everybody I know. And it is one of those films that I'm like, half of you are going to hate this, but half of you are going to see how genius this is. Um, so definitely that one for me. Uh, and trying to think of other films that I can like anytime, anywhere. There, oh, The Killer Shrews. <laughs> uh, from the fifties, there's a there's a bad film called The Killer Shrews that I can watch anytime, anywhere. I love that stupid movie. <laughs> okay, and it's like seventy minutes, which is why I made Velocipaster seventy minutes. That was actually inspired by The Killer Shrews. So, <laughs> well, and when a movie's seventy minutes, like uh, Velocipaster, it's so easy to commit the, to that. Exactly. You're, like you're gonna watch three episodes of The Office before you fall asleep at night, anyway. So yeah. that's basically just pretty much. Oh yeah, I completely pastor. agree. I completely agree. It will, and it's so funny because, like, um, this probably sounds strange, um, but I, excuse me, I love um the 30s and 40s horror movies, like the sort of Universal Monster Cycle, sure. um. Anything by Val Luton, uh, all of those films I adore. And they're all between 70 and 80 minutes, like usually 71 to 76 minutes. And for me, that's the perfect length for a movie. Like, say what you need to say, get the fuck out. <laughs> and, and like, I do not get me wrong, there are a ton. Andre Tarkovsky is one of my favorite filmmakers. And like, he has not made a movie under like, 
seemingly 17 fucking hours but <laughs> but i really love his films because he's tr he's being economic with what he's doing like the seven samurai is over three and a half hours long and there's not a wasted shot in the movie like every every cut propels the story every new scene dramatically advances it or or reverses stakes or something it's brilliantly constructed and i think We've seen a lot of movies get longer, um, but without keeping up that same kind of, um, what do you call it? Uh, I guess self-policing to be like, you're here to entertain. You're here to move this shit along. Like, don't waste my time. <laughs> and I, I think that's part of why I, like I said before, I think that's part of why people who think the movie is boring uh, gets under my skin way more than people that hated it. I can like, see that. I get that. Yeah, like the cardinal sin a movie can commit is to be boring. Uh, any, even if it's the most vile, e even movies I absolutely, truly abhor, um, I have more respect for than movies that I forget. Hmm. Um a little more respect. I still hate them, but <laughs> but I I at the very least I'm like, you know what though? I I remembered you. Like, look, I'm not gonna forget cats anytime soon. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was about as fun as like witnessing a public execution. <laughs> so it's like it's not an endorsement of cats, but I will give it I will give it that. It was memorable. I see, so. I can't bring myself to to go see it honestly don't it's a fucking day ruiner dude <laughs> like like it is not a fun bad movie i i went with my friends over christmas and one of my friend's girlfriends walked out halfway through and i do not blame her like she just hung out in the lobby because to be in the lobby on her phone was preferable to witnessing the atrocity that is cats oh my gosh <laughs> Like it's very bad. You should see it at some point, but I, you should I, I know not I will. <laughs> but it came out same weekend as Star Wars, and I'm a ginormous Star Wars nerd, so I saw oh, that all weekend. I, I I did the same thing. I only went to Cats because it was like a group thing, and oh, you know that. I was curious, and I was sort of like, yeah, it's a bad movie. I'm Velocipaster guy. Let's see. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, Brendan Steer, writer, director, editor, producer of the Velocipaster, does not recommend Academy Award winner Tom Hooper's Cats. Oh. <laughs> like it, it sucks. And uh, and yeah, we'll see. That's I, all I have. I I, I had tickets for the. <laughs> I, I plan on seeing it just to see, because there's something yeah. about me that just uh, I don't know. Self, yeah, you got to bear witness. Macasus or um, masochist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my my words got flubbed around. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of have to. And yeah. So like one of the things that that I it's just wrong with me is that if somebody's like, oh, that movie's disturbing. I'm like, I gotta see it. We're gonna find it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because yep. part yep. of me, I want to understand the psychology of why do you think that's disturbing? What is it about this? that makes you feel disturbed? What is yeah. it, the imagery, the way it made you feel? You know, because I, I read a review before Blue Valentine came out that said mm. the movie's disturbing. Yeah. And I watch it and I'm like, uh, not to me. It wasn't disturbing. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a really difficult story. 
and I can understand where where the moment is that you may have felt disturbed. But then, uh, you know, it's like, oh, a Serbian film. That's the most disturbing <laughs> movie of all time. Where can I watch it? Yep. All right. Yep. I kind of I'm, agree. <laughs> I'm trying to... Um, I'm going to watch August Underground this week for the first time. Um, and I'm very excited. <laughs> but I... I haven't I know, even heard of that. Yeah. So apparently it's... um. Uh, it's like this really, uh, it, it's like shot on video, oh, sorry, shot on video TV. Right. Um, it was made by a special effects guy and it's supposedly like one of the harder films to watch. Um, I, I pulled it up on IMDb and yep. I, I remember reading about it now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious. I want to know. So, and I will also say that I think it's funny. Um, this is a funny thing to say, having made a film that's sort of as positive as Velocipaster, but I, you know, I gravitate towards that kind of stuff, too. Like, provocation is not bad. Being disturbed, being upset at something, I don't think necessarily is a bad thing. I think it's catharsis. Like, people talk about how violence in movies <clears throat> might you know, inspire violence. It might lead to other things like that. Why do you want to show things that are this upsetting? And to me, I'm like, we need that as humans. We need that catharsis. Like we used to have the gladiatorial arena. Now we can just do it with special effects. It's like, it's, it's a good thing. And you can, you, the viewer can choose whether to engage with it or not. The only thing I don't agree with is if, um, a film like ambushes you with it. You know, like if you go into a film and you're, you know, you have no idea what this film is and it like hard cuts to a brutal rape scene. It's like people should be able to, to a certain extent, elect what content they're going to see. And I, I think it would be like it. I think it would be fucked up if you showed somebody a Serbian film without telling them kind of what they're in for, <laughs> or, or even like, just the trailer. Exactly, like that. That is wrong to me. And, but and so I assume you've seen a Serbian film then. Um, I've seen most of it. Yes. So, I that was a movie that I knew. I knew most of the quote disturbing things, having mm -hmm. read so many little forums and Reddit's and all that. Right. I kind of knew what what was going to happen. And I'm not one to shy away and look away from the screen. But when I sat down to watch it, my wife and newborn twins are, are upstairs. So there's one scene. I'm like, nope, can't. I just can't. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And yep. <laughs> I think you know. Uh, yep. But then there's, there's movies like Itchy the Killer. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those. Um, and... It's it's the other one I was going to bring up is irreversible. Sure. Yep. And and you said if you just randomly you know throw in rape, a brutal rape scene that audiences aren't prepared for, there's going to be you know I I agree there will be a lot of you know vocal backlash to a movie, but I think mm -hmm. I think had irreversible been played out normally, had mm -hmm. we seen the events happen in order. I think that would have happened with, yeah. with that movie. But going the route that they do kind of memento-ish, uh, you know, backwards, 
Yeah, yeah. And and the the uneasiness of the the cinematography when it's transitioning back. Yep. And the music, it's just it's so unnerving that you know yep. there's going to be more terrible stuff and I think it's just I love that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and do not get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying um just to clarify what I meant earlier cuz I think I phrased it weird. I I think it's the responsibility of the filmmaker to make people aware of the kind of content in a piece. Like, just to be like, hey, there's some dark shit in this movie. If you're not in for dark shit, do not watch it. (laughs) But I do also think it is completely the responsibility of the filmmaker to talk about that dark shit. I think you just need to give people a heads up. Like, uh, to, cause you never know where somebody's coming from in their life, you know, like sure. for all, you know, something horrific like that could have just happened to somebody that sat down in the theater. And I would completely understand why that person wouldn't want to interact with material like that. Like it, it's sort of the same way, like, you know, it, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's worth giving people at least a heads up. That's why when I recommend animosity to people i'm like yeah just be aware it's like it's like the not fun one <laughs> like just so they don't go in expecting to like have a whale of a time and it's like you you won't hey the velocipaster guy did another one let's check it out sure did <laughs> so where and, can where can people find that movie it it's also an amazon i don't know if it's still there for rental but i know that it is there for purchase um it's been a little bit since i checked in on where it's streaming actually i i'd look at voodoo itunes it 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 had a release so presumably it's still up there well i couldn't find it in uh in itunes okay oh my gosh i remember seeing this this poster yup <laughs> And like, okay, that's it's. I'm curious enough. I'm gonna check it out. And then I just something else came up, and I just never mm-hmm. got around to it or whatever. It's mm. it's it's worth seeing for. Like, do not get me wrong. I really really like that movie. Um, the lead actress Tracy Willett gives an astonishingly good performance. I wrote the movie for her, and she is so much better in it than I had expected she would be. Um, she's just it's such an incredible layered performance that she gives. And honestly, the film is worth watching just for her. There's other good stuff in there, but it's worth seeing just to sort of witness how good of an actress Tracy is. And I hope people do because they should goddamn cast her and stuff. (laughs) Uh, There was just no role for her in Velocipaster. So I didn't, I, but I am going to work with her again. I, I love her as a person and I think she is like scary talented. So, yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out. So let me ask you with some of the, and, and I plan to check it out, absolutely, uh, with with some of the, you know, kind of mainstream movies, the Oscars and all that kind of stuff happening right now. Yeah. Uh, are you caught up on all the, quote, Best Picture nominees? No. And in fact, um, or Do you even them... watch the Oscars or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually do. Um, I, you know, I feel like... A, as with almost everybody that works in film, I got mixed feelings about the Oscars. Sure. Um, they're sort of, 
they're an oxymoron. They they matter as much as they don't. Because, like, every year it rolls around and everybody's like, ah, the fucking Oscars. Who cares about the Oscars? And that's true. Who cares about the Oscars? But at the same time, God damn it, I want one. <laughs> so, so it's, like, always in that weird middle area where they kind of sort of matter. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I like watching them. I, I think it's fun. Um, I will say that uh, I have not yet seen Marriage Story 1917 or Little Women, and I'm very excited to see all three of those. Um, Marriage Stories. I've heard, but I, I like Bombach. No, no, I wanna see no, it. it's good. Oh, it, oh, good, good, good. That mm, is like, oh my goodness, it's so visceral, and and mm. it felt so real, and I think it, it's yeah. it's so challenging when you're writing dialogue where you're fighting yeah you know uh, uh, uh and it's written so perfectly oh i'm excited then and uh, adam driver if you know joaquin phoenix was great in joker but i think yeah. i think Joaqu- uh, adam driver deserves the the statue the most yeah um and you know it's it's on netflix it's amazing yeah um and <laughs> I actually walked out of Little Women. Oh, interesting. I'm one of the few that's like, no, no thanks. Nah, it's okay. The only bad review I've heard of it is from my ex, (laughs) who I actually trust her opinions on movies quite a bit. And she was sort of like, don't, don't watch it. It's, it's terrible. And I, I I am going to watch it, but I, I'm, I'm approaching with caution because I, I trust her opinion on those things. So, Speaking of, of kind of harkening back a little bit to mm-hmm. the whole 70, 80 minutes. Yes. The Irishman was one of those movies. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, that I forgot. I'm looking at the nominees right now, and I had forgotten I have not seen The Irishman either. Uh, I need to. It's just Marty. <laughs> it's very long, man. And it's it's weird the yeah. the CGI. I I have seen clips of the CGI and I yeah. It just makes yeah. me feel so awkward, and yeah. I, I look at it and you know if you're unaware if anybody's unaware of how they actually did it, they didn't use any um uh face the face dot things, <laughs> nothing of that sort, nothing. So all they had was every camera rig had three cameras so they could get the uh, performances from kind of side angles and the straight on. And it was done so the animators at ILM could have an easier time. I'm like, then just put the dots like or or how about this? Cast another actor. <laughs> like like that. That's the thing about the CGI de-aging that always bothers me is like you're you're kind of denying someone a job <laughs> like and it never totally works. So for me, it's like, you know, I felt the same way in Rogue One when they had the Peter Cushing, the CGI Peter Cushing. Mm. Um, yeah, from a technical technological standpoint, it's it's incredible. It's really cool. But at the same time, like uh, viewers understand how movies work. Like they know Peter Cushing's dead. Everybody does. And so it's the kind of thing that like 
they will forgive you for casting another man that looks kind of like Peter Cushing. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know that I really don't like the trend of, of trying to de-age people, trying to do things like that. I, I would rather see them cast a younger actor as a Robert De Niro and see what he does with the role. I mean, they should that's just, just me. They should have just cast the guy that was doing the mocap for Peter Cushing yep. as, as <laughs> Moff Tarkin. But, How about that? <laughs> wow, shocking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, the, the first time I remember seeing, like, the de-aging was Tron Legacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that looks cool. And then it goes on, I'm like, that doesn't look right. Uh-huh. This is weird. Yep, it doesn't look right. It always hits that weird uncanny valley. It, it's the same shit with, um, you know, Benjamin Button. It's the same thing with... It, it, it just... I would rather see you attempt an age makeup and see if it works than to do the CGI de-aging I mean, or, or to age up. As long as it's better than Harry Potter at the end of the last Harry oh, Potter movie. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you have things like that and then you have things like Suspiria where it's like, holy shit. I didn't even know that was Tilda Swinton watching the movie. <laughs> right. Um, and it's like I... I remember in the theater thinking, like, there's something really familiar about this guy. Like, what is it? Have I seen him in something? And, like, sure enough, it was, <laughs> I had seen her in quite a bit. <laughs> and, like, there's something so cool about that. I don't know. I, you know, it's funny. People ask me um, if I ever considered using CGI for the dinosaur in Velocipaster. And the answer is, fuck no. (laughs) Why would I ever do that? Like, even if, of of course, the point of the movie is that it's quote unquote bad. But it's also like, look, it's a creature feature. The whole fun of that is seeing the monster. And if you do it with CGI, it's always a letdown. I can't think of a single CGI monster that is purely CGI that I would like go to bat for. It's like the fun of it is the physicality. Well, I think it it also would end up not being as funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you see a movie like 100%. Birdemic, yep. you know, which is just horrible. And then the CG yeah. comes in, and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's if you had sci-fi channel level, you know, like 1998 sci-fi channel level CGI. Yeah. I would have been I would have been disappointed. I would have too. Well, and it's like, that's the thing is, you know, I think CGI is an incredible tool. And I think that there are so many wonderful things people can do with it. And I am not a stranger to using it. I think that it has its uses. There, The scene in Vietnam where a certain character steps on a landmine, <laughs> that's CGI. Of course it is. Um, because I wasn't willing to put people in danger, but it's CGI married with physical, um, elements. Like, you know, we had people toss real blood on the actor and it's like, I I think that that matters and people notice that shit. Well, it's it's like when Force Awakens came out and it's like Harrison Ford broke his ankle tripping over a door and I'm like, thank God. Because now yep. we know that's not all blue and green screen. Yep. Now we know there's a door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It's like there's something I, I don't I wouldn't ever want to take away from CGI artists. I think they are legitimate artists, and I think that what they do is really important and wonderful. 
But I also think that CGI has its uses. And I think those uses honestly are probably the way I would want to use it is that they're more equivalent to like a matte painting. Like it's something where the idea of CGI is to be invisible. And if it's going to be like a major character or a major aspect of your film, like the quote unquote dinosaur, (laughs) it's like, I, I really feel that the audience wants to see a human made it. And they are comforted by that and they appreciate it more. And subliminally, but truly. There, there's two movies that I think, one old and one pretty new, that do a, a near immaculate job of blending practical and special effects. And the first one would be Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. kind of pioneering a lot of, uh, a lot of it. Yeah. I, and, and just the fact that, like, my, my, my oldest son is eight. He just turned eight. And so, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, well, you know, he should be able to watch Jurassic Park. And she's like, "Ah, I think he'll be too scared. It'll scare him too much. I'm like, no, I was, I was seven and a half when it came out. Yeah. I'm like, you know, he was born in, uh, I was born in 85 and it came out in 93. So we'll just say eight. Once he turns eight, he should be able to watch it. Yeah. And, you know, he, he just turned eight, you know, a little bit ago, but he hasn't watched it yet because he just kind of came to that realization, had to have that discussion of, you know, movies aren't real. Right, right. And it was so devastating for me as a father to just crush. <laughs> but it was after yeah. Rise of Skywalker, he was afraid that he would turn into a Sith. And oh, I'm like, oh buddy. yeah, yeah, you gotta, that, that makes sense. And yeah. so I was kind of waiting because I knew that conversation was going to come. But I know him and even, you know, just... Uh, an, an average age person like ourselves mm-hmm. sees Jurassic Park still today and thinks, holy crap, that looks real. Yeah, where did they get the dinosaur? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is, is my feeling with it. And then the other is Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, Christ, yeah. I mean, uh, the, you, yeah. you watch the special features and when they filmed it, I'm like, ugh, that looks like you're in the middle of Blythe. Like mm-hmm. just uh, just one of those stretches on the way to California from Arizona or vice versa, and then you see how these these artists created all the visual yeah. elements, and you're like, wow, yeah. Now that that is cool. And when people are like, oh, there's no special effects in Mad Max, I'm like, well, you're dumb. But yep, yep. <laughs> believe <laughs> yeah, they really want. found a, a three mile high sandstorm. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but Mad Max is a perfect example, Fury Road, of using it correctly. Yeah. It it the CGI is incredibly done. Um it enhances the story and everything is at the service of the story. And all of its major elements, the vehicles, the the creatures almost of the uh Immortan Joe and all of his crew, um all of the various factions, their makeup it's physical prosthetics and makeup. It's beautiful. And like, it, it's such a gorgeous film. Um, and I feel like, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. I'm sure that if I really sat down and <laughs> I just said that, you know, Pacific Rim is one of my favorite movies and here I am <laughs> railing against too much CGI. Like there, <laughs> yes, I understand that there is a time and place. And of course I, I like that stuff. I'm just saying, my personal philosophy is like, even if I could afford it, 
Um, no, no thanks. <laughs> no, no thanks for the dinosaur costume anyway. Sure. I wouldn't have minded some, you know, maybe something else. But Well, then there's a movie like Ready Player One, which has to have... Yes. Like, almost 100% CG, because just like you said, it's at the service of the story. I agree. And that, that's a great sentiment to have when you're thinking of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I actually really liked Ready Player One. Um, yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it solid. I, I mean, I'm a big Spielberg guy, so I was like, is it one of his best films? No. no. Did I have fun? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, the... the Oh man, see I I had a double feature. I my my dad, I always get my dad a book for Christmas. And yeah. it's always a book he's obsessed with reading. He reads like 50 books a year. Yeah. I'm like, "Dad, think of all the movies you could be watching in that time." <laughs> and so I always get him a book, a uh, book or two of that are movies are adaptations of movies are coming out the following oh, sure. year. And so then we sure. go and see the movie and he talks about the differences. Ready right, Player right. One was one of them. And so we saw Ready Player One, and then I took him to see A Quiet Place right after. Huh. And I'm like, Whoa. you couldn't get... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally that, two different movies. That's a very strange double feature. <laughs> but you know what? They're both really good. Yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah. Hey, one One's fun, and one's like, wow. Yeah, that, one's fun, and impressive. one's like, good, good. <laughs> yeah. I, um... I was just really quick. Oh, God, I hadn't even looked at the at the um, nominees really because they announced them right when Velocipaster was blowing up. Uh, so, just really quick scan of these Best Picture nominees. I mean, obviously, Parasite is the best, uh, hands down. Um, I liked Hollywood. See, I. I hated it. I walked out and I hated it. Hollywood? Yeah, and then I've been yeah. sitting on it more and more and I'm like, um, okay. It's it's all right. Yep, that's sort of where I've come to with it. It's okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think Joker has been the opposite where I walked out and I'm like, holy crap, that was great. I loved it. And then now I'm like, all right. It's yeah. good. It, it's I, good. I it, it's I had to see Joker twice. I went <laughs> I went on a date to Joker. <laughs> oh, perfect. After I had seen it once. Uh the the she really wanted to see it and so I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um and my I it's aggressively average. Like I I think there are things about it that are great. I think there are things about it that totally suck. And it just sort of um, it just sort of averages out to being like, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's fine. And there are certain things about it I think are better done is sort of how I found myself at the end of it. Yeah. I, I think in 10 years, it's going to be, yeah, Joker. Yeah. Did it belong in the Best Picture noms? I don't think so. Oh, no, certainly not, in my opinion. But I, I will say there, like I said, I think it's a gorgeous film. Um, Joaquin is great, of course. And I think that I I respect that, especially for a DC film, it does not give one shit about trying to build like a cinematic universe or anything. No, and honestly, God. truly, truly. And so it's like, uh, just for that, 
I think it should be celebrated. <laughs> and uh, I, I think there are things about it that it's attempting to do that are gutsy and good for it. But I, whether or not it succeeds at doing those things, you know, I, I have mixed thoughts on. Uh, oh, and Jojo Rabbit fucking rules. But <laughs> well, anything but, Taika Waititi, yeah. uh, I'm all down for. Yeah. And what a perfect marriage of, like, director and material. Like, I, I can't think of another person that could have pulled it off with such a plomb. It's such a strange tone, and, and it's so... It's like the most fun you'll ever have at 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 a Holocaust movie, <laughs> and I I think that like he and maybe Wes Anderson are like the only two people that could have pulled it off. So I I, I, really I don't even know if he could go. have. Yeah, but uh, see, what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite comedies oh, God, of all yeah. time. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> and my goodness, I I try, you know, my my wife loves The Office, not mm-hmm. as much as I do. Um, yeah, but she loves it, and I'm like, Michelle, you will love, you will love this movie because it's similar of just that mockumentary. And I'm just trying to lay the foundation. Yep, yep, yep. She's like, no, this looks stupid, and I'm like, no, it's no, great, it's brilliant, just it's great. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, every time I pour myself a cup of coffee in the morning, I lift the cup and go, oh, a ghost cup, and she just <laughs> doesn't get it. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i do love that film so can it's i been, yeah go ahead can i ask you a couple of technical questions in regards to velocipaster absolutely yeah what did you guys shoot on we shot on the sony a7s um with a shogun attachment to blow it up to 2.5k nice yes and then um what did you what program did you use to edit i used adobe premiere excellent pretty standard yeah, but, uh, I fucking cannot stand Avid. No. Uh, so it, it's an eternal nightmare to me. So I used Premiere because I knew I was going to edit it. And um, we did color grading in um, in Premiere as well, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, I've, I've been starting to get into uh, DaVinci Resolve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our colorist learned DaVinci Resolve right after she did Velocipaster. Oh, man. So It is... But- insane she, yeah she did a great job on velocipaster but the next one i definitely want colored in da vinci yeah it's uh it's, it's pretty nuts i i just spent like fourteen thousand dollars on tons of black magic gear yeah 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 and oh did you get like the board like the 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 color mixing board kind no, of thing no no thing is so fucking cool dude I, know, <laughs> I, I don't i i do not but but i've been i've worked with colorists that do and it's just i don't know there's something really cool about it (laughs) it, it, it's it's one of those things how often am i going to use this yeah i I couldn't justify i mean oh no yeah unless you're a professional colorist you should not get it that's why i did not i'm like i had the same moment of being like when am i going to use this (laughs) like once every three years when a new feature comes out come on (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 9K of the budget was spent on an iMac Pro that's totally decked out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, dude, just just so you, because you'll understand this, I was exporting a, uh, uh, like, a 10 gig file, and it took, I think, 45 minutes to complete. Really? <laughs> yes. Whoa! I know. 
holy shit, dude. <laughs> I edited Velocipaster on my laptop. <laughs> and it sure, I, I definitely left the final export running overnight. <laughs> well, it helps when, when I, I elected to have 256 gigs of RAM. Uh-huh. So this thing just... That'll does, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's cool. So I'm I'm looking at a scene of Velocipaster. Yeah. And it's when um, Father Stewart is telling Father Doug, you know, maybe you need to travel. Or, or I think he's talking about his parents' death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got this weird freaking shot <laughs> of the two of them. Yeah, a uh, two shot, but then you've got like the talking <laughs> <Kind of>. heads. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the talking heads on the side. Yep. And by the way, the costume. <laughs> yes, absolutely hysterical. My legacy. <laughs> yeah, that shot was inspired by Speed Racer, actually. The Wachowskis film yeah. of speed racer underrated they, if i if i may say so underrated i i think speed racer is fucking good and once again i think people think i'm being facetious when i say it but like it's just so out there for the visuals alone oh, yeah man. yeah and like the way they do the way i've never been more excited about <laughs> the way a film approaches close-ups than mm-hmm. i was in speed racer like they just are constantly trying something new, and uh, so yeah, yeah, I did not quite achieve that speed racer caliber, but <laughs> that's what that shot was thinking about anyway. <laughs> you know, when when speed racer came out, I think it was like two thousand eight, right? Um, I was, I, I I worked for you know a large theater chain here in Arizona, and yeah. um, we were the first. Uh, my location that I was managing was the first all digital location in the state got it and we got speed racer and you know same same rules applied if you built up a movie in 35 millimeter print you had to watch it you know we Mm -hmm. had to watch the digital and they still do to this day to make sure there's no corrupt files anything like that right of course course. so you have to screen it and so i screened it on like a wednesday night at 11 p.m all alone in a you know 500 seat auditorium yeah, and just blown away by the color. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those movies that like you will feel as if you have discovered new colors. Yes. <laughs> like it's so colorful and vibrant and and unabashedly itself, and it's just constantly inventive and fun. And like like I said, uh, that movie I was talking about a while ago, Hausu. It reminds me this of a similar. It gives me a similar feeling to Speed Racer, hmm. where it's just sort of like, how did you even imagine this composition? <laughs> like, and I I love that kind of stuff. I've I wanted to do more of it in Velocipaster, and for the next one, we definitely will. The the next one, Velocipaster two. Is that what I did not. I, I I said the next uh, the next <laughs> one. <laughs> We do have a script for Velocipaster 2. We're currently looking for funding. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I am very excited for it. It is so much weirder than you guys are expecting it to be. And uh You're yeah. doing the Lord's work, my friend. You, Thank you so much. truly uh, it's you know, you know, it's 
we don't choose our missions in life, our missions. So, <laughs> so at some point I was like, all right, I'm just going to see where this goes. <laughs> oh man. So I'm, I'm jumping around, you yeah. know, on, <laughs> on my computer too, uh, in Velocipaster. And I just actually got to my favorite part, which is the, <laughs> when, uh, he stands up to face the ninjas I could not stop laughing <laughs> this entire 10, 20 seconds. <laughs> when the ninja checks his watch yeah. is really what gets me. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> There it goes. <laughs> oh my goodness! The one of the maybe the greatest cinematic re- reveals yep. of a movie monster Thank ever. <laughs> Appreciate it. I have so, and I know I've only, I only watched it the other night, but I have so much fondness for this movie now. Thank you. And Thank you. like when I reach out to you and I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Will you come on the show?" And you're like, "Yeah, no problem." And I'm like, God, I really hope I enjoy this movie because I don't yeah. want to talk to this guy for an hour and it's it yeah, legitimately yeah. suck. I've I've been on one or two podcasts where it was very obvious the host did not much care for it. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's interesting to be interviewed by somebody that saw your art and hated it. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. It's, it's just a very different experience. Um not that you're on the offensive, uh, sorry, not that you're on the defensive or anything, but it's just sort of like, why'd you, you have know. me on if you want to hate yeah, on me? Yeah, it was kind of, it was just a little odd. Um, there was definitely less warmth in the questions. They were sort of like, so what was the budget? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like more like that. And so, you know, less fun. I'll say that. <laughs> See, I, I creeped on your Instagram to find behind the scenes pictures because I'm like, what did they shoot on? Mm-hmm. I legit am curious because that's that's what I do like every day is yep, shooting and editing. And I want anytime I'm a gearhead. So I want to know what you're using, whether you used, you know, you went full tangerine and used your iPhone. No, or you, no, or no, you no, had no. a decent setup. And we, if I remember correctly, um, if I remember correctly, we were also <laughs> using a uh, vintage glass for it. So, um, so th- we definitely had a a converter for the for the Sony camera, so we could shoot on lenses from like the seventies and eighties. Um, which fantastic. is why there's a lot of yeah, which is why there's a lot of artifacting on them, um, like actual artifacts on the lens, not digital artifacting, um. And you'll you'll notice it if you see the movie again. One of the lenses has like a missing. It has a spot on it. I did. And you can I always saw tell when we're using it. I didn't even know until we got to post it. I'm like, oh, that's a little bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I love. Uh, I wish we could have shot it on 16. Um, hopefully for the next one. Hopefully we get enough budget to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I, I I just hope that the 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 well received you know aspect of this one can can remain you know universal and and help you know surge the funding for number two now I'm hoping that it's not just called the Velocipaster two that maybe there's some sort of absurd uh, 
title. Oh, there is. <laughs> are you willing to share? I I should not right okay. here. No, I wish no I could. Um, no but I until until we actually get a little further along in the in the funding itself, I would prefer not to say. But but rest assured that it is not called the Velocipaster Two. <laughs> it and and like I said, I think I think here here's what I think. I think that people who were fans of the first movie will be so down with this sort of hard odd turn we're about to take. <laughs> and I think that they will be very very excited and very entertained. Um so yeah. And do you have the original cast coming back? Yes. Um I will say um yes. Excellent. Soft yes. Okay. <laughs> we're uh yeah, it's I wish I could talk about it more. This is torture for me. I'm notoriously an oversharer. <laughs> but for once in my goddamn life, I'm like I shouldn't mention it <laughs> until we get things a little more solid. Well, thanks so. for the one time it's with me. Thanks <laughs> yeah, I know, so right? Much. <laughs> there and there are a couple of other well, and it was because I I think wow, sorry. I think part of the reason I don't want to say anything is it's also so early in the process that I imagine a lot of it will change. Sure. And so I just don't want to give out like misinformation <laughs> because I, I'm aware that, uh, you know, that's very possible. And I just don't, you never want to do that for people that are excited about something and then accidentally be a liar. <laughs> so I, but rest assured that once I can announce the title and, and the synopsis of it and everything, I will not be quiet about it. <laughs> so I, if you follow like the Twitter or the Instagram or anything like that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'm excited for, for whatever craziness you cook up next. I'm all on board. Um, Thank you. The Velocipaster was the most surprising movie uh, I've seen in a long time. That that really I could <laughs> I could feel the passion behind yeah. what you guys were making. Uh, Thank you. While watching it. Um, it, it it was so much fun, and it, it's been just a tremendous joy to talk to you and to have you on the show. And I couldn't be more appreciative of you being on. Of course, man. No problem at all. So, where thanks can, for having me. Where can people find you uh, online? Yeah, I'm. I'm very active on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, I am just at Brendan Steer as one word. Um, the The Velocipaster is branded as one word. The Velocipaster on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, and there's Facebook pages for it and shit. So, like. Honestly, Google it. <laughs> It'll come up. <laughs> so, um, well, check yeah. the show notes too for anybody that wants to find uh, Brandon or the Velocipaster. Um, there will be links in there so you can find them easily and uh, reach out and tell how much you you loved this hilarious yes. movie. Um, so, thank you so much, man. Thank you, Chris. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, huge thanks to Brandon Steer for coming on the show. Uh, what a fun conversation. I really in, enjoyed every aspect of it. And like I said, uh, check the show notes for links to everything. And if you guys uh, haven't seen the Velocipaster, go out, buy it, watch it. 
And as he as he said, watch it with a group. It's it's so much. I, I think I would have enjoyed it even more than I did um, with, in a group setting. So, but uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit me up on uh, Twitter, or Instagram, all across the board at Zimabimbim, and uh, make sure you listen to our other shows, nothing but Star Wars, as well as movie zagats, and you can find links to those in the show notes as well. Thank you guys so much, and I'll uh, talk to you next time.